live from the ESG white noise machine. Ooh, that I like that oh, one. It goes both ways. Yeah, that sounds racist today. It's yet another Musk-filled Monday edition of Business Pants. Joined as always by our lord of the BS, Matt Muscardi, in today's ESG ruffled bed skirt called February 27th, 2023. Sexy story updates and a Warren Buffett pen pal time. Yay! No, Whatever that means. It wasn't. Yeah. What does that mean? The letter's out. Okay, good. The letter's out. The, uh, no one cares. No one cares like, but us. Matt, we have so much to cover today that maybe we shouldn't hear what you're going to say now. I'm not going to say anything now because we're going to cover things instead. So here we go. <laughs> Unfortunately, let's start at the top. Although I make the top. So what does that even mean? I could have made this the bottom. It is the bottom and the top. <laughs> Wow. This is the okay. bottom of it all and the top of it all. Uh, let's start in the category Woke Data Wars. One of our favorites here. That Matt, is my favorite. Dilbert. Dil- Dilbert comic strip cut by publications over creators' racist rant. So we... Okay, first of all, Oops. once again, <laughs> we're on the front of everything. We covered Dilbert back in the fall for his bizarre anti-ESG comic strips, despite the fact that he was very much... Pro ESG for that's what made him famous for years. Yeah, that's, yeah. He doesn't really understand what ESG is. We started to, to understand that anti ESG was actually just code for anti people of color, anti women. Yeah, and I mean we that yeah. that's not really insight. No, I actually actually if you read all the all the stories about it, it is insight. People don't. They, <laughs> that's sad. They don't make the connection <laughs> uh, quickly enough, but it's come full circle. Dilbert creator scott adams called black americans a hate group said he would no longer he would no longer help black americans and that white people should get the hell away from black people i mean this this is like in the jokes in hot this is what vivek wishes he could say right but as a politician he has to kind of hedge it by saying you know don't invest in vanguard or whatever he's saying i don't know what he's saying no you just vote out women at a two to one rate and you it's, and you say that the thing most ruining the bottom line is racial equity audits at yeah oh wow. yeah at uh at fine tech firms or whatever <laughs> at, yeah. at Honeywell uh, <laughs> like they're you know the biggest problem at Honeywell I shouldn't be is laughing but yeah here racial we go. equity audits uh, uh yeah yeah this was not a great weekend no for, depressing did, <laughs> did you want to racist I, I know I noticed that you uh, added something to the story did you want to say something about about Dilbert I uh, just that he there was a there's a new strip he put out okay. today because he's still got the website still got the website which, but his distributor just dropped him today a bunch of newspapers dropping I think it's over in that that regard the newspapers it's over yeah go he, ahead. yeah he's this isn't his first sort of semi-racist or full-on racist screed though oh no this, this is not new this is not yes yeah, so um but I figured he would address this in the comic strip today, considering what's happened. But didn't. No, no, no mention, no nothing. The comments instead decided to mention it. So in the strip, they oh, talk no. about like, um, like a basically, it's internet guru, you know, um, buzzword speak. Uh, okay. They say things about that's where he like, went today after. That's where yeah, he went today after right? this weekend. Okay. Infinite energy of being being vibrates through the timelessness of the quantum field. Like sure. it's just like making up buzzwords. It's classic Dilbert. Mm-hmm. 
Um, here is one choice quote from a Reginald Bean Eater, which wait, that I... actually sounds familiar. Th- have we not featured that? I'm going to look at our archives. That sounds like a familiar. <laughs> no, seriously. Anyway, keep going. I well, I looked up the name because it's in and of itself racist. Um, so, uh, and he's posted a few times on something called like American Renaissance. Maybe that's where Amren, we got this. Yeah, which is a um, effectively a white oh. R. Uh, being attacked in this country sure. website. Well, before um, you get to that, I, you know, I will say that Scott Adams said in 2020, he said uh, that it was the thir- third time he had lost his job for being white. I don't know. I don't know the three times he's referring to. One time he's talking about his TV Ooh. show, but that was three years ago that he'd already lost a job three times for being white. Yeah. Anyway, keep going. I don't know. So <laughs> I don't know that it was the whiteness so yeah. much as the not that interesting anymore. Um, uh, but uh, the uh, Reginald, Mr. Reginald Bean Eater, mm-hmm. um, and uh, again, apologies because that's fairly racist, but that's his, that's what he wrote, um, just agreed that nothing he said was wrong, nothing mm-hmm. was hateful, uh, no more hateful than the, quote, millions of black murderers, rapists, and rioters running loose in this country. Millions. And their enablers in culture and media who promote anti-white hatred okay. and resentment. Right, can we so get that, off of this? Can that's we stop where reading, we're at. Can we stop reading commenters on the I'm internet? I'm just saying that's like where we're better we're at. than this. But you're going to cover more comments. Yeah, you know where we're also at? We're at this, uh, this next part of the Dilbert story in this headline. Elon Musk. Yes, that's right. Elon Musk. This is where it's relevant to us. Well, it's all relevant to us. It's all relevant. Scott Adams had, uh, did have a very pointedly anti-ESG scribe. And uh, Elon Musk, CEO of 35% of the S&P 500, I believe, he sides with Dilbert, said that the, oh. said that the media is racist against white people. There you go. That's it in a nutshell. There it Scholar is. See, Elon we've come Musk. full circle. Yeah, so I, th- I think Elon Musk is also posting on AmericanRenaissance.com or whatever. Uh, so for one of our four full-time employees at Free Float, have fun in your husband's uh, Tesla. <laughs> I don't know what you're waiting for. It's not just selling that. It must still have a good resale value, no? I mean, this is what we're at yeah. right now. Like, I don't, this is, this is, this should, I, I'm just glad it's happening in proxy voting now too. Like, it's not just relegated to idiots on the internet. Mm-hmm. The reason why this is all relevant is like this, there are companies that now vote their proxies along these lines. Uh, sticking with the woke data wars, after Lego introduced more inclusive characters into its product line, Fox News rage about the toys going woke. Apparently, children with missing limbs, Down syndrome, or anxiety are considered woke now. I, why, what, Matt? Why? Why are? Why is a child with a missing limb woke? What? What? What do you think? I. I mean, come on, help me out. It, isn't that? Isn't it obvious? Yeah. There's like where we've we've changed. It's not about them being woke. They're just not excellent. Uh, Governor DeSantis in Florida playing the still playing the ESG game by by basically being an ESG analyst. The headline is that he identifies 14 Florida school board members who are too woke. So he's obviously got some data set that he's manipulating to figure stuff out. This one's scary, though, because it's straight McCarthy. Yeah. Right? Like, then you're going to what? You're going to bring them to a tribunal and tell them they can no longer be a part of that board and then ask them to leave Florida maybe on a, you know. I would leave Florida voluntarily at this point. And then in his upcoming book, another story about uh, Ron DeSantis saying that former Disney CEO Bob Chapek privately complained to him about pressure from woke left. 
Oh, you know what? Actually, yeah, yeah. that would explain a lot. Okay, go ahead. If Bob Chapek said to Ron DeSantis yeah, that privately. he's getting pressured from the woke left, uh-huh. like quietly, this is about the "Don't Say Gay" bill in uh, in Florida. That would be DeSantis's opening mm-hmm. to say it's the woke left that's driving these corporations to do these things and ban ESG. Doesn't that isn't that basically? I guess. But then, what uh, does this make Bob Iger? Does this not make him like the the chair of of woke leftism? Why? They're they're making it sound like a victory. So if Chapik was upset about the woke no, left, I think the diff- wouldn't I'm the confused. difference just be th- that Iger wouldn't go to a meeting and say that I'm getting pressure from the woke I, left to say I or guess, do a thing. But but like, like people like Vivek is already they're already taking credit for getting rid of Bob Chapik because he's too left. Well, how does the narrative change now, right? It's because they take credit for everything. Oh, I sneezed okay. yesterday. Right. It was woke, and they took credit for me like uh, getting woke boogers out. Let's go know. to our CEO's rule category. We have lots of Musk, Elon Musk headlines, unfortunately. Oh, come on. Twitter is said to lay off another 200 employees. Matt, they started at 7,500 employees when Musk took over, Elon Musk. What do you think they're down to? Do you know? Well, they lost like half in that first purge. Yeah, Seventy five hundred. So what are they at now? It's got to be like, and that would be what thirty seven hundred. So they got to be what thirty two hundred, maybe two thousand, two thousand. <laughs> Whoa! Nuts! I find that nuts. I don't know. I don't understand it. Uh, there's another article saying that one of his most empl- uh, loyal employees, she was seen sleeping on the at Twitter headquarters in a sleeping bag. Her name is Esther Crawford. She's also fired. No. <laughs> That's your uh, you sh- next time. Don't sleep on the floor. It's not worth it. Uh, also, Girl Scouts injured after man crashes Tesla into cookie stand. <laughs> I just oh, I wanted to throw that one in. <laughs> That's real. I, mean, I I just wanted to add that to the Elon Musk pile. Was was that uh, from the commercial? Is that like a real? <laughs> uh, also, I, I don't really get this one. Tesla investor uh, looking to uh, uh, Ross Gerber. He said he is no longer running for a seat on uh, Tesla's board because, because, quote, as a friendly activist, I feel that shareholders have been heard. What is that? Oh, yeah. (laughs) I don't. Okay. Yeah. Can I just can I just make fun of Ross Gerber for a second? And Ross, if you're listening, please come on the show. He uh, runs. Make fun of him and then ask him. He runs an investment firm, activist investor firm, I guess, called Gerber Kawasaki. They have a quote on their website. Diversity is our strength. Uh, Gerber Kawasaki believes that diversity is one of our greatest strengths. Uh, blah 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 blah. Matt, out of their all of the seven executives and managing partners, there's no women. <laughs> I just wanted to add that their right. strength is in the diversity of none women. It's just weird that like y- y- you would say in big letters, diversity is our strength. I just don't know why. Why do you have to lean on that? I don't really understand yeah. that. Well, he just feels like by saying it in big letters that shareholders have been heard, that like they can hear him. Yeah. They don't then have to look for change or to do anything after that. Awkwardly, one of the reasons cited why the firm is so diverse is that it's based in Los Angeles, one of the most diverse cities in the world. Oh, there <laughs> it is. <laughs> uh, okay, sorry. Moving on. Uh, the SEC insists Elon Musk still needs a Twitter sitter to monitor his posts about Tesla. Okay. Yeah, that's not going to happen. That ruling came down. Elon Musk-led Twitter has been sued by at least six companies for failing to pay bills. 
Yeah, he's not going to pay them. And SpaceX rocket launch uh, bound for ISS. The, the space station was postponed at the 11th hour. Well, did he pay the bills for SpaceX? I don't know. Good question. Moving on. Missing Chinese. Again, these are all our sexy story updates from stories that we cover. Missing Chinese CEO Bao Fan is cooperating on a government probe. His investment bank, China Renaissance, said uh, this is the first time they said anything for weeks. So the, so the CEO went missing for weeks and now they're saying something. Uh, this is truly bizarre. All right. Is he is he they like the headline seems to suggest he's not back. He's still missing. What? But he's cooperating. I mean, I, I don't I don't run MSCI anymore. I used to run MS, MSCI yeah, ESG is, research, yeah, the whole yeah, thing. Uh-huh. I used to be the head of it all. I would have just pulled this company from the system. I would be like, wait, yeah. they have a missing CEO. <laughs> Nobody is talking about it. And we're going to continue to go ahead and rate this like business as normal. Like this is okay with us. <laughs> I bet you they're rated triple B. Yeah, but they got rid of me and I don't run that. I don't run MSCI anymore. I know. It's almost as if you never did. <laughs> uh, how about this, Matt? I looked at, uh, God, how, I mean, I, I know I at least selected 109 headlines for our database this morning, I, which means I looked at probably 2,000 this morning, including several newsletters that I get to my stupid email, right? Only one headline happened to cover this story. Blackstone CEO. One headline, Matt. Blackstone CEO Steve Schwartzman took home a record $1.3 billion last Whoa. year. <laughs> One headline thinks that that's important. And Matt, he already owns 20% of Blackstone. Uh, he got roughly a billion dollars in dividends alone, but they still gave him an additional $250 million in compensation. Uh, d- yeah. Yeah. That seems like a lot. I forgot to pull up his uh, influencer number over there at uh I think it's but I'm guessing it's through the roof. 60 or 70%. I'm guessing he is the company is what we're saying. Yeah, that's pretty much right. So forget that he owns 20% of Blackstone shares. That's misleading. Yeah. When do I get to pay myself $1 billion? We're getting there. We're getting there. How about, why don't we start with a half a billion with you? Uh, Is that okay? I guess. 0.5, 0.5? I know how much I'm worth, Damien. Uh, let's move over to dystopia. Uh, workers ch- uh, chat GPT use restricted at more banks. City, Citigroup, Bank of America, Deutsche, Goldman Sachs, Wells Fargo, J.P. Morgan Chase of all. They're not letting their workers use. Uh, what do you think about that? Uh, it strikes me like it. Um, well, first of all, like uh, maybe they were having a stupid chatbot do their jobs for them. But um, yeah. it also strikes me that, well, they can do its job. Why not? Is it going to be like one of those things where like your the tech CEOs don't let their kids have screens but then sell you screens and like social media like is restricting the use of chat GPT at the banks like saying like it's good for all of you but we serious people can't be using this thing. This is, this is a good segue. There is a article today business insider talking about what business leaders think about chat GPT, but all these AI tools, I compiled some of them. Bill Gates. I was going to turn this into a quiz, but I thought it would have been meandering, endless and annoying. So I'm just going <laughs> to we're just going to talk about it. So instead like it's everything just else be in annoying. the show. <laughs> Bill Gates said that it's every bit as important as the internet. Oh. He also said this, and this pissed me off. He said that he uses ChatGPT for serious purposes, though he admits to using it for fun things like writing poetry. Okay, is, so you're not writing the poetry. Okay, though. but is 
so according to Bill Gates, all of art, all all creativity is just fun things. It's just fun things. Yeah, he uses maybe, it for serious. But real maybe things. this is part of the problem, right? Maybe this is how the, the tech bros have gotten us into this, like the brink, the edge of humanity, because <laughs> they only take their serious things seriously, and nothing else in the world matters. What are the serious things? What do you ask a dumb <laughs> chatbot about? That's, that's a, a great question. It's a great question. Like, what is the? Serious? I guess minimizing a window so that you can open another window. I guess that's pretty serious. How do I copy paste using <laughs> shortcuts? Uh, it, this might be my favorite out of all of them. Andy Jassy, Amazon CEO, said it's nothing new. Oh, <laughs> he, he real. He was really like just whatever. I mean, you know, we've been yeah. I mean, in defense of Andy Jassy, they did create AI to recognize Congress members as yeah. felons. So mm-hmm. this isn't very new. It's this true. Been, they've been doing this for uh, a while. Sachin and Nadella, who we often refer to as the, like the adult CEO in the room, um, actually sort of, yeah. kind of said some adulty things here. He was cautiously optimistic. Uh, he said that humans must be unamb- unambiguously, unquestionably in charge of powerful AI models to prevent them from going out of control. Okay, so first of all, <laughs> if there is the option for them to go out of control, kill can it. we not have them yeah, anymore? Like, yeah, that's... he said runaway AI could be a real problem. A real problem, that's what he said, a real problem. Yeah, uh, that seems understating. Elon Musk, CEO of everything and co-founder of OpenAI, although they're no longer involved with OpenAI, he had a lot of choice thoughts. Uh, one of, He called it one of the biggest risks to the future of civilization. Yeah, it's one of the things he said. Yeah, uh, he also said where I, you know, where we can agree with Elon, AI regulation is necessary, even if it may slow down AI a little bit. I like that. Yeah, sort of like regulating. I don't know your workforce from r- racism and like labor law flaunting or whatever. And he also said AI may be more dangerous than nuclear weapons. Oh, and then he actually um, more dangerous. He, think about that. Did, more <laughs> dangerous. But really, think about that. Yeah, more dangerous <laughs> than a weapon that can kill millions of people instantaneously. At once. Yeah, um, but he then he, and he said his new engineering plant in California is going to be entirely built on AI. So uh, Tim Cook, in the, just the perfect Tim Cook Apple way, said it's incredible in terms of how it can enrich customers' lives. Don't you just love that? That is the perfect is, CEO quote. No, that is really the nothingest burger <laughs> of that. nothing burgers. But they call him the boring CEO, and they and they and are starting to think that maybe his boringness contributes to his success. I just love that. It's just the perfect boring, stupid quote. Warren Buffett, uh, who we're gonna get to later, said. Its biggest value will come when it actually replaces human labor. <laughs> oh, Warren. Yes, he said this at, uh, at a CNBC interview. Th- think about that. That's quite a statement. <laughs> imagine, yeah, imagine going out there and being like, and when when I get to his letter, he talks all about the uh, America, basically. Does he? Imagine, imagine like your messages are America's awesome. We can't wait to, wait to replace you, America. Well, you see, he 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 poses this uh, from the perspective of good, I guess, because it, he mentions how it could free up time for more leisure. But then, w- w- if we're what all I, just what, at what leisure time, what leisure? is it? What is happening? I'm hunter gathering because they turned off all the lights because yeah. they hate humans. Uh, Charlie Munger, Warren Buffett's BFF. Uh, he has a great quote. AI is not going to cure cancer. It's not going to do everything that we want done. And there's a lot of nonsense in it, too. 
Actually, I'm I'm pretty sure that AI is more likely to, to cure, cure cancer. cancer. Exactly, that's, yeah, my, that's exactly the one my first thing thought. It can do well. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, is my first thought is that it actually might. Um, I, he went on to say that it it could be used for tasks like insurance underwriting. <laughs> oh, <laughs> isn't that great, old man? Speak. <laughs> It'd be really good at selling a used car. Uh, Guadam Adani, who's been embroiled in some of the biggest governance scandal that we've seen. Uh, this is the guy who owns basically every company in India. Uh, the the th he was the third richest man in the world. He said AI holds the same potential and dangers uh, that paved the way for precision and guided weapons used in modern warfare. I, I don't like Ooh. the sound of that. That, <laughs> that feels not great. Uh, former Meta executive John Carmack said that AI may be able to act and think like humans in just a decade. Also not a good idea. Do you For know how bad humans are? We suck. <laughs> Former Google CEO Eric Schmidt said AI could have as big of an impact on warfare as nuclear weapons did. Again, agreeing with Elon yeah. Musk. <laughs> but Schmidt is like into defense contracting. He's like, he likes yes. a, a good weapon. Yeah, no, he was rubbing his hand when he said that. <laughs> uh, the father of the internet, Vint Cerf. I've actually never heard of this guy, but he actually had the only reasonable statement out of all of them. He said... AI chatbots have an ethical issue that he hopes investors consider. He said, oh, if, look he said, at that. He, he said, if you think, man, I can sell this to investors because it's a hot topic and everyone will throw money at me, don't do that. Be wow. thoughtful, he said. Wow. <laughs> well played. Yeah, but this is. But this is uh, overlapping what you've been, you've been saying about this, right? Is that like can we can the it's the investors here who are g running crazy with it, right? Yeah. They got to slow down. If the private equity firms just pile in to mm -hmm. AI because it says no AI, due diligence, yeah, no due diligence, no nothing, we are repeating the same thing we did with social media, mm -hmm. with uh, crypto. It is this is a terrible, terrible idea. Uh, a few more things before I hand off to Matt. Some other fun stuff. Uh, this is, we can talk about this study more uh, in another show, but board members who don't share a CEO's political views are likely to leave the board. This is new research. Yeah, that is correct. Yeah, yeah. I like this one. It's a really interesting paper. And there's, um, there's a, a researcher out of uh, Harvard who's been doing a bunch of papers about pol politics in boardrooms. Really okay. amazing work. And if we any, need, I've, we need yeah. to reach out to them. If any of you to. wonderful nerds are listening to our show, reach out to us, and we'll put you on immediately. Yeah, that is correct. Uh, Amazon has a donkey meat problem. I'm just gonna let that one hang. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, a laboratory leak was the most likely origin of the COVID-19 pandemic, according to findings by the U.S. Energy Department. Yeah, but they said it's low confidence. They don't have high confidence. U.S. Energy Department? Why are they investigating this? Am I missing something here? No, it turns out like the intelligence community has like one set of networks that yeah. they get for their uh, intelligence. And then the Energy Department actually partners with all the labs around the world. So they have a different set of intelligence. So okay. something they got, some new mm -hmm. intelligence they got on the lab processes yeah. made them think. Probably something some they heard here on business. Low pants, confidence. Guessing. Yeah, I think it was Charlie who told them. Speaking of someone, speaking of business pants, this is clearly someone who listens to us because I know we just said this. Stanford professor who studied organizational behavior for decades says that the the widespread layoffs in tech are not about cost cutting; they are just there because of copycat behavior. So we yeah, said that's, that's right. Yeah. 
And That's finally, right. uh, favorite blowhard CEO Warren Buffett has a new letter. Matt, you're here to cover that, right? Yes, I'm here to cover that. Thank God. Um, but Thank you God left I'm going to stop talking. Yeah, go ahead. But you left out one. I thought you'd have it in here. Yeah, but good. Criticize one. me. That's what I no, need after was... 55 articles. Go ahead. <laughs> there was one article that was yeah. the New York Times covered your Southeast Asian male theory well, of ascendance. Okay, well, what did they say? They, they basically said that you know 20 years ago it was, un, it was unheard of, mm-hmm. but today if you are an Indian in this country— the chances that you become a CEO or a senator. They talked about it in politics. They talked yeah, about they it talk in corporate about, America. Yeah, yeah, yes, they talked about the rise. Of, I, I just thought like that you just give yourself I should have blo- I should have blown business pants horn there, but I, I screwed up. Well, that's all Damien demerit, talks about demerit. like on Slack people. So that's all, what you're, you're You notice that all I ever really want to talk about is the times that we get something right. <laughs> yeah, it seems like we're cherry picking them. <laughs> Speaking of cherry picking. <laughs> yeah. Here we go with Warren Buffett. Buffett Palooza is scheduled, and the great grandfather of folks capitalism um, has issued his annual letter this year. I've been waiting for your report. I haven't read it. I'm just. I've been waiting. I want to hear what you have to say. I don't care what this he year. Has the to results say. were decidedly boring. Oh, yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna the make head? you think okay. that this is interesting. Nowhere in the letter did Buffett mention um, black people being a hate group oh. or. Jews or pedo guys. Here's what he said oh instead. I can't believe um, those things are real. I, I, you know, I'm chuckling, but those things that you said are real. Those are real by real CEOs happening in our CEO things. world. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Um, the top terms were Charlie and Billion. <laughs> <laughs> he talked about well, Charlie okay. Munger. Makes sense. More than anything else. Okay. That's really, a, what he did. That's a win. I like that. I mean, it's we talk about bromance here on yeah. uh, our Valentine's Day show. Is there a longer-standing no. bromance in corporate America than these two? I don't think. Like, uh, no, we did find one at. Uh, I, for, I already forget the name of the company. Rothschild. Uh, it was like seventy yeah, years. Uh, yeah, seventy years at Rothschilds. Yeah, yes, but I'll, I'll but look it up. I'll this up. is the U.S. version. This is the U.S. bromance of all bromances. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the second most used term was America. Now that includes Ooh. like American or uh, or America, and the terms were actually like um, American Express, America, and Chevron were linked. American Bank, because Bank of America he owns a lot of, and this new one, which he talks about a lot, but this is the first time I've seen this term in a few letters. American Tailwind. Ooh, the yeah. American Tailwind. Yeah, what is that? All right, here is the quote. There are many Berkshire centimillionaires and, yes, billionaires who have never studied our financial figures. They simply know that Charlie and, along with our families and close friends, um, uh, continue to have very significant investments in Berkshire. And they trust us to treat their money as we do our own, most important of all, the American tailwind. Okay. Basically saying that, like, America makes us money. America makes us money. So I dissected Buffett's American tailwind Mm -hmm. using his own investments. Okay. His biggest investments in public markets are American Express, Bank of America, Chevron, Coca-Cola, HP, Moody's, Occidental Petroleum, and Paramount Global. Okay? Mm -hmm. That means the American tailwind, according to Warren Buffett, looks like this. American Express, consumer debt, Bank of America, mortgages, consumer debt, Chevron, Chevron. Climate change, lighting things on fire. Sure. Coca-Cola, 
diabetes in a can. These are very American things, though. Can we? Can I? I'm going to admit, though, uh, this is very this America. Is the, it doesn't get better. Right? HP, Chinese manufactured computers right, and goods. That's also very America. Yes. Moody's corporate debt. Okay. That's basically what they do. Right. Occidental Petroleum is more climate change and burning things. And finally, Paramount Global is just drugs. It's just a drug Matt, delivery system for distraction. To me, this is what my brain is, how my brain is translating what you're saying. Are you saying that obesity is sort of a form of like debt? Is it like health debt? Can we rename obesity <laughs> as like, right? <laughs> I like that. That's right? the because what, idea because, uh, we, we need to marry consumer <laughs> debt with all these horrible like Coca-Cola type products. Yeah. I just pictured Warren Buffett's description of America mm -hmm. through his investments. The American tailwind, according to yeah. Warren Buffett, is a fat, indebted diabetic mm -hmm. who loves large gas-guzzling cars and mm -hmm. streaming movies on cheap Chinese computers. Well, I'm not... I'm not disagreeing with any of this. I mean, that basically is the perfect description. Right. That's that's our tailwind. I kind of like this. So uh, credit where credit's due. Yeah, I like this. Warren's got the American public pretty pegged, I would he say. He also right? has them pretty wonderfully bamboozled because it's it's hard to find a, a negative spin on anything he says. And, it's, you know, and, and the, the, the media with their clickbaity headlines will rip apart everything. But they, he... He just shines like a beautiful uh, apple in the sky. There's a bit of a fetish there, yeah. I would say. Mm -hmm. Not mentioned this year in the letter, he, which were all in the last year, last year's letter, are climate change, carbon, renewables, ESG, green, none of those things. They were mentioned last year? Uh, were not this year. Nothing, nothing they were all nothing mentioned were last year? This year? Last year, he talked about wind, solar, climate change, greenwashing, climate conscious, carbon really? emissions, all terms that were mentioned last year. Interesting. Yeah. Um, not not at length, but actually talked about how good some of the Berkshire entities were at these things. So sure. this year, nothing. Vivek this will year, take credit for that, no? Probably will take credit for this. Yeah, it was also one of the worst, hottest years on record. So yeah. I'm well, glad we're not talking uh, about it anymore. Semantics, yeah. Um, there was one big section. Mm -hmm. The big takeaway, I think, from this shareholder letter was Warren Buffett does not want you tax share buybacks he doesn't like you talking about them yeah. shut up about the buybacks Des despite being sort of one of the most well-known uh proponents of giving back your wealth right like billionaires yes. pledging their wealth right what do they call it the billionaire pledge yep yeah he did he spent a lot of time saying uh, talking about taxes they already mm -hmm. pay taxes they're one of the biggest tax payers in this country mm -hmm. and saying if there were a thousand berkshire hathaways in this country all paying their taxes yeah. that you wouldn't have the need for any other taxes no f no income taxes no n nothing no social security tax Berkshire Hathaway, except, a there, thousand aren't, Berkshire except there aren't a thousand Berkshire. I love his. Yeah. I love this hypothetical La La Land. Yeah, yeah. Because and not and not every company <laughs> that does shareholder buybacks is called Berkshire Hathaway. Warren, I'm just, I'm just laying it out there. I'm just. Yeah. He did say this quote: "When you are told that all repurchases are harmful to shareholders or to mm -hmm. the country, or particularly beneficial to CEOs, you are listening to either an economic illiterate or <laughs> a silver-tongued <laughs> demagogue." Ooh. Characters that are not mutually exclusive. This is a pithy statement. I like this. He got mongery with got that a little angry there. Like, yeah, yeah, a little angry. Except um, that we we are seeing a lot of proof that it does particularly benefit CEOs, and that it turns out it does. Yeah, yeah and there was an article out. this morning how that the, the buybacks are are propping up the stock market, which is the primary vehicle to which CEOs earn their compensation. Is yeah, just turns out that's a correct. boatload of equity that gets dumped on them every year. 
turns out he also talks a lot about how Berkshire has always been heavy on cash and treasuries mm-hmm. because they're positioned for every downfall, the next pandemic there. But it turns out that other companies use that cash mm-hmm. to buy back shares. So <laughs> what um, I don't yeah. know, like he is basically that's, that's saying the primary use of their cash, really. Berkshire yeah. pays enough in taxes. We do not want to be taxed on our share buybacks. That's what he's saying. Like Look, share buybacks are American. I'm all for your pretend hypothetical la la land, Warren. But we are talking. We, we are sort of cognizant here to the fact that there are several thousand other companies up to stuff, <laughs> right? There are other companies. Yeah, yeah. that tends to be true. <laughs> um, the overall, though, the letter felt. Um, it actually felt tired, which well, made how me. How old is he? Yeah, he probably six hundred years me, old. Yeah. Um, Munger and Buffett are ninety nine and ninety two, and it made me want to sort of quietly double down on your prediction oh, for this oh, year. Oh, I forgot about this. You, yeah. you predicted I feel ashamed about this, this now. I feel yeah, ashamed now. You should now. feel ashamed. Yeah. But that, it did feel that way. Um, the final quote note that's worth having here mm-hmm. is, um, he says this, quote, capitalism has two sides. The system oh. creates an ever-growing pile of losers Wait, while okay. concurrently delivering a gusher of improved goods and services. Wait, an ever-growing pile of losers? Yeah, yeah. Like, what is what is he referring to there? I like the he's like the zero sum game of capitalism. Where like the companies are losers, the people, the labor, uh, a little of both. Everyone, whatever. there's the a bunch of losers and a bunch of winners. Stakeholders, all the stakeholders except for the owners. And CEOs. he's not clear. Okay, so, not basically, clear. so uh, wow, that goes, is a, that is quite a statement. Yep, ever growing pile of losers. Wow. And then he says. Um, <laughs> Shumpeter. Why does it have to be a pile? Why does it have to be a pile of? Because aren't you like imagining like dead bodies, like with with flies buzzing it is, around? It is it is very visual, yeah, or just dog shit. Either way, it's a pile. <laughs> um, but then he says Schumpeter, yeah, um, who's an economist, uh, an Austro-German economist, mm-hmm. called this phenomenon "quote creative destruction." Okay, so I went and looked up Schumpeter because I'd not heard of him, and his gale of creative destruction was yeah. the term. It was actually derived from the works of Karl Marx. It Look, suggested that capitalism yeah. eventually collapses as a system. This and was my this was my first thought when you said that it had two sides and ever growing pile of loot, right? Because that is sort of the the tent the tenet, the foundation of what Marx was saying, no? So this is this is um Buffett's socialist capitalist play. He's I yeah. it, I mean, I, I don't know if Vivek's reading this letter, mm-hmm. but Warren Buffett, the capitalist to rule all capitalists, is quoting socialist theory of capitalism. Right OK, there. but they're going to say that, you know, he's a lifelong Democrat. He, he you know, he agreed to the billionaire pledge. Probably he's already too woke for them anyway. I'm but guessing. isn't he the height of the meritocracy? Like, I know, but it's a confusing world. It's I'm a confusing world, confused. Matt. Yeah. Doubling down on socialist hippie theory. He did have mm-hmm. this quote as well. Um, the lesson for investors, the weeds wither away in significance as the flowers bloom. The weeds wither away in significance That's as right. the flowers bloom. The weeds wither away as the well, flowers bloom. Well, they don't, weeds don't bloom. actually wither away unless you get rid of them. I mean, they, right? They actually. I, I guess they're less significant because there's flowers. I'm not sure. But you, <laughs> ha- but you have to apply some kind of uh, labor to get rid of the weeds or some horrible like pesticide. Yeah, I think it's probably the last. I think they own the pesticide company. <laughs> yeah, that right, that's what he's probably saying. kills the weeds. This might be the best, his best letter ever now that you've kind of wrapped it up for me. I kind of like this. <laughs> that's, well, that's it. That was is not, it was not an exciting <laughs> takedown letter. It was just classic no, Buffett. I disagree. 
That's all we got. That's Damien Ross. That's all. Cardi. What are you talking about? This is enough for 14 is, shows. Come on. This is 300 hours of content. We'll be back tomorrow with corporate theater players. And after that, some other stuff. Come back Woke Wednesday. Maybe we'll do an all Vivek show since it's all Ooh. we kind of do anymore. I just want to kill myself. Until then, goodbye. Goodbye.